Well, that's a horse I'm willing to die on. Next question. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this episode of Tripology. I'm Alan and I'm here with the ever imminent Adam. Alan, how are you doing? I'm really good. Imminent is the word of the day because by this time next week, Adam, and indeed on the next episode of this podcast, we will be together once again. <laughs> That's right, Tropologist. I will be going to Canada. And you, next time you hear us, next time we travel down the pipeline into your ear, into your brains, we'll be there in the same room it's going to be crazy mate have we even got a setup to house both me and you no no it will be very uh interesting i think i think we'll probably be we'll have to form a sort of audio booth out of cardboard boxes we'll be sharing a microphone we'll be huddled together it'll be nice if anything that's it or you're the technician but i would imagine there's going to be a difference in energy it'd be interesting to see if the listeners can pick up whether we're in the same room or not just based off the sort of stuff that we talk about Perhaps I shouldn't have said anything. Perhaps we should have let the listeners infer via intuition alone, by via chemistry, whether we were or not in the same room. But yeah, I mean, the technical aspects of the podcast are very stressful indeed, but I'm just looking forward to it. It'll be a, very much a new chapter in tropology. Keen-eared listeners of the show will remember times that we've been in the same room before. Good episodes, I thought. But we've been <laughs> long distance for ever such a long time now. And I, I really cannot wait, Adam. I'm so happy that this has been confirmed. I'm so happy to have arrived at the penultimate page in this beautiful chapter of the Tropology Handbook of Professional Travellers. And we're about to turn over and start very much a, a wonderful chapter that's going to be full of all kinds of surprises, new possibilities and new adventures. Yeah, it's been way too long. You left Canada at the back end of last year, so November, right at the end of November, if if my memory serves me well. And it's it's gone by in the blink of an eye, hasn't it? It's both felt incredibly brief, like the blink of an eye, and incredibly drawn out, like the slow sojournment of a great tortoise going across the Galapagos. <laughs> both those things hold simultaneously true. It's been a very unusual year for me. It ain't been the year I thought it would be, but it's about to become the year that I always hoped that it would be. And I think that the commencement of that will begin with me being in Canada with you. We've got all kinds of projects lined up. I mean... <laughs> Now could not be a better time to sign up to our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash Tropology Podcast. My goodness, is there about to be a load of great bonus content on there. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're not following us on Instagram.com forward slash Tropology Podcast, what are you even doing? There'll be all sorts of pictures and videos of us hanging out in Canada, reunited. That's it. Actual content, actual genuine content where we're both together, where we haven't been photoshopped or use some sort of AI or any other bollocks. It's going to be incredible, Alan, to have you here in the same room after such a long time. It's a hell of a commitment. In this podcast, our relationship is a hell of a commitment. But for some reason, when you're that way inclined and you put travel above all else, it seems 
some things are easier to justify. So just to give the listener some background and some context, you're flying from, are you flying from London? I'm flying from London. Yeah, I'm going all the way to London. That's the first part of the journey. Amazing. And then you're flying out of London to Vancouver, which, which, by the way, is nowhere near where I live. <laughs> so there's a commitment from you also, just the very act of picking me up. I've got to go on a three-day road trip just to come and get you. Oh, mate, when I see you, I'm going to extend my elbow out like that first time we met. You'll reach for a hug. You'll be presented with the elbow of truth coming out towards you. It's going to be a beautiful thing. I think that it's been a very wild journey, the start of this podcast, because when we first built this thing, the idea was that almost immediately I would go traveling on this backpacking adventure and we would use this podcast as a way to inform listeners and share travel stories, but also as a documentation process of the journey that I was taking. And very quickly, life got all crazy and we had our moments. I went to Morocco, you went to Japan, we went to Mexico, I went to Belize and Guatemala. It's been a really crazy year, but a lot's happened that's got in the way of the perpetual adventure, the great trip. And I think that now is the perfect time to really look back on all those adventures we've had. What an amazing year it's been, really. What are your highlights of it, Adam? Because, I mean, it's been almost 40 episodes now since we started this wonderful adventure. And what's been your, your real highlight? What have you loved the most? I think certainly listening back and trying to take cues off you in how to present oneself when you're recording, to listen to, I would say, our development over the first 10, 20 episodes, and now we're 40 episodes in, which it might not sound like a lot, but there's going to be a hell, <laughs> hell of a lot more. Uh, and then when it comes to specific recordings, do you remember when I was in the Love Hotel in Mexico City? Yeah. Little things like that that you just think, you know, you pull out all the stops and you just make sure you can get an episode down. You've got to remain agile and sacrifice a few things. But I've loved, I've loved little things like that because they're memories that last forever. And I feel more prepared than ever. Obviously, there's challenges that present themselves when they're on the road. Like, how are you going to actually physically record this? What's the Wi-Fi like? Where can I go to get good audio? How can I get a connection to do a Zoom call with Adam? All those things. And part of the learning process of this whole thing has just been coming up with a secure methodology to be able to do that. This big trip that I'm planning on that I'll go after I've been with you in Canada will take me through most of South Asia. I'll be in Nepal, likely Bhutan, likely India, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, all these different places. And I think that there's going to be challenges that present themselves and new things that we need to learn. But boy, am I here for the ride. And I think that we've learned everything we need to be able to make this an adventure that the listening audience can really come along with us for. Totally. And I also think that aside from how difficult it is to make sure that we're getting an episode out every single week, especially with the time difference and the technicalities and the Wi-Fi connections, blah, blah, blah. When you receive a private message on Instagram, or an email from a listener. These are our peers. These form part of the community. They're the same sort of people we are. And when they say, we really love what you're doing, it's, you know, move me in a certain way, or they're just reaching out to say, hey, it, it, makes, it makes it worthwhile. It's just so special to receive the feedback that we've had from family and friends and, and other travelers. 
it's uh, it's just so encouraging and I, I love it. I would say that that's definitely up there with some of my favorite parts of this journey. It's really beautiful, isn't it? So yeah, if you guys are out there and you've not yet contacted us, please direct message on Instagram at Tropology Podcast or on Gmail, tropologypodcast at gmail.com. We do love to hear from you. It makes it all worth it. And enough of this self-congratulation. Just the last thing I want to say is that what a great time to join us because now we're going to become that podcast that we set out to be at the start, journaling the travel process and every little thing that comes up along the way we'll be able to discuss in real time whilst we're out there on the road doing a backpacking trip just like we've done for the last decade of our lives. So great time to join, great time to be a tropologist. Welcome to the journey. Yeah, man, it's all tropology all the way. Keep your (laughs) dial tuned into this radio show, baby. You're going to be out there in the field, marketing tropology firsthand, in the flesh. In the flesh, really in the flesh. There's going to be so much we're going to deal with and talk about. I want to talk about what gear I'm taking with me. I want to talk about what happens if you fall off your motorcycle in Vietnam. That's happened to me. I want to tell stories of being mugged in Johannesburg. That's happened to me. I want to tell a story about the time I came face to face with an orangutan. That's happened to you. I want to talk about whitewater rafting in the River Nile. There's all crazy things that have happened that we are going to talk about in this, the genesis of a new era of tripological wonder. How do you like it? What do you think of it? I'm so excited. I know that we've got to get the rest of this episode out, but I just can't fucking wait for what's in store. Well, with that, shall we go to a brief meditation break, restart, and just think about the future via a process of continuing the episode? Let's go right now. Let's do it. Yeah, we're here, we're real, we're transiently (laughs) moving through our own brains. Adam, you contacted me just prior to this episode's commencement and you said, Alan, can I have the second half of this episode? I have an idea for something that I want to do. Can you reveal to me and the Tropology audience in real time what that thing is? I can, mate. Well, back by popular demand, it's tripping point. Oh my God. Tripping point. There we have it. It's everyone's favourite travel pop quiz. Are you in the right frame of mind to tackle seven important questions? Not at all. I'm in entirely the wrong frame of mind. I've just had a decaf coffee. Oh, I wish it was caffeinated. I'm just thinking about how my brain's functioning and I hazard a guess. It ain't so well. We got seven questions, have we, on this week's episode of Tripping Point? Seven questions. And please, listeners at home, shout the answers out, play along. But what I would like to do is raise the stakes out. I'd like to put something on it. Yeah, I'd like to put something on it too. We're going to be in the same space very soon. So I think that we're in a better position than ever to place a small wager on this week's episode of Tripping Point. That sounds good to me. Now, what sort of thing are you thinking? How much How much are we willing to spend? Thousand pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Blimey, we are doing well. Um, no, well, I was thinking, what about, you're, you're a man of culture. You're a culinary man. I think often people describe you as Tropology's resident foodie. So I think, I'd, why not dinner? I'll cook you some rice. <laughs> dinner. Dinner at an ethnic restaurant. I think whoever wins this week's tripping point should have dinner bought for them by the other member of Tropology. 
I think that's a good idea, but how do I win as the person who's asking the questions? Yeah, very rarely in Who Wants to Be a Millionaire does Chris Tarrant go, oh God, I've lost the show. Um, <laughs> the money's coming out of his pocket or he wins the million if they don't make it to the end. It's, uh, it's seven questions. How about we do over under four questions correct? How do you feel about that? Well, I know what the questions are, so I do appreciate you're operating in the dark here. Uh, yeah, very much so. Do I think that, uh, that you're going to get four of the questions correct i do all right yeah let's do it let's do it four questions i'm very confident of you okay well if i get four or more questions correct you have to buy me a dinner of your choice at an establishment of your choosing if i get four or more questions incorrect i will take you out to a Canadian restaurant chosen by myself. I'll choose that one. <laughs> Is that a good deal? That's a deal. Let's lock it in. Okay, it's locked in. Let's go. It's tripping point. Fire away. Here we go. Question number one. Are you much of a beer drinker, Al? Yeah, sometimes. I think that... My knowledge of beer is obliterated by yours, most likely. So I'm nervous already. Okay, all right. Well, here we go. Question number one. Which of these beers is not from Thailand? Okay. A, Chang. B, Singer. C, Leo. Or D, Tiger. Okay. Chang is like the quintessential Thailand beer that everyone drinks. So if that's the answer, I mean, it's such a wild <laughs> trick question, isn't it? Because I like your thought process. So... There's one beer out of those four that is not, well, doesn't originate or isn't manufactured in Thailand. Yeah. Did you drink much beer when you were in Thailand? Yeah, I drank Chang, <laughs> like every <laughs> everyone else. Well, process of elimination then, it's not Chang. Okay, we've got Leo was the, was the other one. Yeah, Singer, Leo and Tiger. Tiger, I feel, is the is the beer that is most often seen outside of Thailand out of those four. I'm going to lock in Tiger. He's right. Yeah! Oh, I can't. I'm happy with that. I'm very, very happy with that. Yeah, I think I feel like I've seen Tiger elsewhere. Yeah, good knowledge of backpacker beers. I like that. So Tiger is actually brewed in Singapore. There we go. Okay, it's going well. I can almost taste the culinary choosings <laughs> of one Adam. Okay, here we go. This delicious noodle soup is a popular street food in Vietnam and usually contains broth, rice noodles, herbs, and meat. What is it? The correct answer is pho. Love it. Love it. Okay, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. It's a very tonal language, but it's the right answer, yeah? It is, yeah. But you know there's some like stigma attached to the way that some people pronounce it based off the spelling. Oh, really? Did you ever hear that when you were backpacking around Vietnam? No. I think if you were to just say it phonetically, sort of as it's written in, in an English accent, yeah. I think it's derogatory. I think it's a really nasty kind of slur really well let's not tread that territory the correct answer is fur and <laughs> I, I am very happy to it. it's one of my favorite foods that actually oh okay I, you're confident obviously two out of two you're dropping in little hints yeah yeah <laughs> i don't suppose there's a nice vietnamese restaurant anywhere near you adam is there wouldn't it be lovely if someone took me to a vietnamese cuisine dining <laughs> option brilliant okay question number three Oh, he's sweating. He's on the back foot. No, I've got a, I've got a secret stash of questions that are much harder. <laughs> yeah. I've just been swapped in, substituted. <laughs> Question number three. Which country has the most national parks? Is it A? Oh, yes, it's multiple choice. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is it A, Australia? Is it B, the USA? Or is it C, Canada? Okay, so I have a little bit of knowledge about this. I actually know that one president, I believe it was Roosevelt, was very instrumental in cordoning off a lot of national parks in the US. Like he was very, very deliberate in making sure that they could never, ever be taken and privatized in any way. Developed or anything. Wow. Okay. Brilliant. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of the the few countries where the national parks are absolutely protected from ever being privatized. (laughs) So that's a bit of interesting knowledge. Mm. Here's my problem though. I think Australia, its national parks are so vast. I think there ain't that many of them. I think that the US has a lot of national parks, but Canada is ever so large. So I'm going to say the right answer is Canada. It's incorrect. It's Australia, mate. Oh, no. I didn't have enough knowledge. Do you know which is second and which is third? I don't, I'm afraid. I just know that Australia's got over 500 national parks. No, oh, the whole. So I guess what I what the logic I used, which is that Australia's parks are so vast, actually they're sort of divided up into hundreds of them. <laughs> okay, well, I knew that a lot of Australia was national park land, but I um I didn't know there was that occurred with such frequency. So that's interesting. There you go. So if you like lots of different national parks, Australia's the place to go. Yeah. Okay. Now. Feeling a bit more confident now, Adam? What's the score? It's 2-1 to me. It is. Thanks for the recap. I, I'm i confident that you'll still do it. I am. And there's a small part of me, mate, that wants you to win. Because <laughs> you're better at choosing food than me. Because <laughs> <laughs> we can go to a more expensive restaurant. <laughs> Basically, if I fail to get another two <laughs> questions right, the local <laughs> McDonald's is going to get an hell of a visit. <laughs> yeah. You'll cook for me. Only joking. I would never go to McDonald's. (laughs) Unless they want to sponsor us. Um, So just staying on the national park train, question number four also involves national parks. Now, this is quite interesting. Which country has dedicated the greatest percentage area to national parks? A, is it Norway? B, Belize? C, Brazil? Or D, Australia? C, Brazil. You see what I've done there? I'm going in. You're going in straight away? No. You think, okay, you've understood the question completely though. (laughs) No, it's got to be Australia. (laughs) I'm not trying to deter you from choosing Brazil, but... Yeah, of of the total landmass of the country. As a percentage, as a percentage, the greatest area... How much of it is National Park? God, you're smart. This is the <laughs> this is the thing, Adam. The only thing that would dissuade me from it being Australia is that would you be so crass as to have Australia as the correct answer two questions in a row? Doesn't sound like something I'd do. <sighs> I like to think not. Brazil is, you know, there's so much national park in the sense of the Amazon jungle is such a vast part of that country. So that's my thinking for Brazil. Mm-hmm. Belize... Let's not talk about that. And then the the other question was, what was the other answer? Uh, The other answer is Norway. Norway. Don't know much about Norway in terms of national parks. My initial answer, my gut instinct, because of the Amazon rainforest being such a vast part of that country, was Brazil. But your reaction made me know that's the wrong answer. 
So <laughs> is it that obvious? It is that obvious. Yeah, I can read. <laughs> I wear my heart on my sleeve like a paperback novel. So choose Brazil, whatever you do, please. So with that hint, my instinct then, I mean, it feels like it has to be Australia. But would you be so crass as to do that? I simply refuse to say Norway or Belize on account of the fact I don't know enough about their national park areas. <laughs> so I can change to Australia if you like, but it's I, basically I, that's the limits of my knowledge. So we can go Australia. I, I will accept your answer, but I also want you to approach the question from a different angle. If we're talking about percentage area, okay. do you know which of those countries is the smallest? Belize. So now what do you think? <laughs> no, I'm... Ref- <laughs> <laughs> I think Australia. <laughs> I'm afraid it's incorrect. It's Belize with 38%. Well, that's a horse I'm willing to die on. Next question. <laughs> Amazing. So is that two apiece? Yep, we're two all. All right, fantastic. I've got a sneaking suspicion, given where you're going to be headed for this big trip coming up, that you might you might have a knowledge of India. Mm-hmm. So here we go. The tourist circuit between the Indian cities of Delhi, Agra, and Jaipur is referred to as what? Oh, Adam. I'm... It's multiple choice. Yeah, have you got a multiple yeah, yeah, choice? Yeah. Okay, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> is it A, the Platinum Pyramid, B, the Golden Triangle, or C, the Silver Samosa? <laughs> yeah, okay, interesting. <laughs> well, 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 well. Adam, I make a point of not researching a country that I'm going to go to <laughs> in advance of going there very deliberately. So you've actually picked the country that I might know least about in the whole world. Well, in the words of Where is Dan, he said the the last thing you should do is Google something. Yeah. So very much in the spirit of that esteemed guest, I haven't done any research. What was the um, first one? The Platinum Pyramid. It's definitely not that. I mean, I'm ruling that out. Can I absolutely slash that? Yeah. So now you've got a, a tough choice, a really tough choice. Golden Triangle and what? <laughs> Maybe if you knew where they were located, you could <laughs> work it out. But Delhi, Agra and Jaipur... So the, t- the two answers you've got left are the Golden Triangle or the Silver Samosa. I mean, the Silver Samosa is so silly that <laughs> <laughs> would you have come up with it? <laughs> the answer is yes. It's got to be the Golden Triangle. Ding, 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 ding. Thank goodness. Brilliant. Okay. Three, two to Alan. There we go. So one more question correct, and I take home one gift voucher for a meal chosen by Adam. Perfect, yeah. Have I got to have I got to also eat in the restaurant or am I just paying for you? I can just watch you eat. So it's cheaper for me. You can. <laughs> and film it for our yeah. Instagram. <laughs> I'll hold the light. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I would okay. like if you ate there also. Okay, amazing. Well, I, I quite like this next question. Number six. What is currently the longest flight in the world and how long does it take? We're looking for the two airports. Okay. So it's got to be to New Zealand. And you can be within an hour. Okay. I'll give you an hour. You can be within an hour of the, the time it takes. And I'll still accept your answer. You're normally an hour late anyway. <laughs> uh, so one of the airports I'm going to pick is Christchurch, New Zealand. Okay. Um, and I'm going to say, I'll go Helsinki to Christchurch. And I reckon it's 23 hours. 
Okay. Well, incorrect on all fronts, I'm, a, I'm afraid. Okay. So the answer is, have you got any other guesses? No, I'm committing to that. No. I still think it's true, okay. even if you tell me it's wrong. <laughs> it might be true in a future episode. Okay. We'll see go. if the finished tourism starts booming. It's the Changi Airport, Singapore Changi in Singapore, to New York's JFK International, mm. so Singapore Airlines, and the flight is 18 hours and 40 minutes. That's the longest. It's pretty long. That's west to east, is it? Yeah, I've never been, well, I mean, I assume it goes in both directions, but I don't think I've ever been on a plane even nearly that long. I've done a 14-hour jobby. Yeah, any tropologist been on that flight, let us know, tropologypodcast.gmail.com. I'd be very interested in hearing from them. The longest I've ever done is... Prague to Auckland. And I think that was about 16 hours. Wow. What do you do for that long on a plane? I uh, watched Inception four times. (laughs) (laughs) I nearly (laughs) choked. (laughs) Okay, well, it's all to play for now, isn't it? With the seventh question and the victor takes the spoils. Okay, here we go. This is a bastard of a question. I'm sorry, mate. I had to leave it to last, but it's quite quite interesting. Okay, so you're feeling confident now at this point, presumably. Very, but I also want you to nail it, because it'd be pretty cool. Order these countries oh dear. <laughs> from least to most populated. I've got four, okay? Mm-hmm. A, Brunei. C, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I just definitely not B. <laughs> B was populated by the absence of words. Yeah, Jesus. A, Brunei. B, Iceland. C, Luxembourg. And D, Liechtenstein. So in whichever order you want, but they've got to be in the right order. So you can go least. Which of those countries do you think is the least populated? Liechtenstein, Brunei, Luxembourg, Iceland. In that order, locked in. It's incorrect, mate. You're close, though. You're quite close. Liechtenstein has 39,000 people. It's minute. That was my number one, yeah? That was your, yes, yeah, so that was correct. Yeah. And then the next is is Iceland with 375,000. Mm. Then it's Brunei with 452,000. And then Luxembourg, 654,000. I had Luxembourg and Iceland swapped. That was a toughie. Never before in my whole life has having Iceland and Luxembourg swapped cost me so much. <laughs> everyone all the listeners were rooting for you i'm absolutely devastated mate well do you know what i think i showed up and gave a good account of myself a good performance i'll have the tropology fact checkers measure whether helsinki to christchurch is a shorter (laughs) flight than (laughs) than singapore to new york i mean good lord but I, i thought i gave a good account of myself and do you know what i'm coming all that way what better a way to celebrate than to take my wonderful best friend out for a meal at a fine establishment and do you know what i'm gonna raise the stakes adam i love you so much and by raise the stakes i mean i'm gonna offer the following i'll pay for that meal but i'd like you to choose the restaurant because we're nothing if not a wonderful team i bow to you as the resident foodie in tropology so i'll let you choose a wonderful dining establishment i'll pay using the company credit card and then we'll go (laughs) off and have a wonderful meal so there we go that was tripping point i thought it was a good episode of tripping point what a wonderful host you are no i'm really glad and i think you gave a fantastic account of yourself of course you can't choose the questions we do know that you've got a wonderful 
history, your reigning champion of, of Tipping Point, of course. If you haven't heard that episode, do go back and listen to it because it is an incredible story. This guy will stop at nothing to continue the trip. I love how the, your catchphrase at the end of every Tripping Point episode is, you can't pick the questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's really funny. Oh, good Lord. Okay, well, I've really enjoyed this week's episode of Tripology, and I think I'm just so excited now, mate. In a few days' time, I'll be travelling down to London, getting on that plane, and a short few hours from there. Come to think of it, my layover is actually the exact same length as a flight from Singapore to JFK Airport. So that's a pretty interesting little fact. My goodness. Uh, looking forward to it a lot, mate. I cannot wait to post a picture on our Instagram, at Tropology Podcast, of me and you together at the airport. We're going to be content-minded and rearing to go. Exciting things on the horizon. Adam, I invite you up to the bird's nest atop the SS Tropology, where me and you will look with spy glasses outwards across the ocean to a bright horizon, a bright future. Look out there and invite the audience to come with us. But right now, a grey cloud looms above us. It is the present, and I want to escape from it, sailing fast towards a bright future. Will you come with me? Of course I will. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. We really appreciate it, and we'll see you on the next one. Let's go there now. Bye! Bye.